Welcome to the Joseph Arthur Show. We'll talk about the world. And where we're going, none of us will know. But we'll talk about the world. Welcome to the Joseph Arthur Show. My guest tonight is Eric Fowler. Let me see. I got a little bio right here for you. He's an American guitarist, singer, songwriter, composer, and producer who is best known as a member of the popular musical group Boxing Gandhi's. Uh, he's also featured on many popular recordings by artists such as Sting, UB40, Roseanne Cash, Taylor Dane, and the list goes on and on. Plus, you got a new... Uh, band coming out now what's going on eric how are you thanks for coming on yeah hey how's it going happy new year happy 2023 yeah it's just off to a strange start but of course it is yeah you know i uh i'm on this new thing i don't know if you've been paying attention to all the movement of the planets but this feels like a year of opportunity and growth and expansion and um taking advantage of momentum and releasing all the negativity that you know kind of has probably followed some of us around these last couple of years and it's it's i feel i feel positive about 2023 um probably because we have to right <laughs> well why do you think it's a year of momentum and what do the planets say or is that something you're picking up to intuitively or is that uh i don't know what I mean, where are you getting that yeah, I mean, I pay attention to a lot of the thought leaders in, in the um, new age sort of, you know, uh, quantum physics realm and, you know, some of the folks who sort of pay attention to, you know, the, the, have you heard people talk about, you know, 3D, 4D, 5D and ascension and this, this concept that humanity, you know, we continue to elevate as a species on this planet and energetically, you know, there's there's things that we control that, you know, the forces that work against humanity can't necessarily do anything about. And a lot of those energies have to do with love and empathy and compassion and, you know, all those, those higher frequency um, uh, energetic fields as they call them. And I think that, you know, that's what's coming out. I mean, after all the dust is settled, all the negative, you know, political stuff, COVID, all of it, economics and, you know, the environment. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, people are still really attuned to the concept of it's our job to keep things on the positive tip. You and I talk about this all the time. It's like, there's so much darkness and we're, we're aware of it because we are tuned in, but our job is to, you know, as artists, especially kind of take it, turn it into messages that people can, can interpret not to bring them down to the level of the negativity, but to raise up above it. And so, um, you know, I, I think you've been doing a good job of that. You certainly been carrying the torch. I've been watching some of your, uh, your online stuff and it's, it's, it's really trying to coach people to like how to overcome, you know, the negativity and how to tune in to what you're trying to do or say, or be in this world. And that's like, that's what people need. I mean, they need exactly what you're doing. So keep well, doing that. Cause it, that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, because you, when you talk about sort of the the world and politics, it's important. And I, I like to bring in news stories and stuff as well. But uh, I, I don't know. After a while, I'm sick of fighting and battling with divisive issues. I feel like 
people are in const in their views at this point. When I early on, like I felt like a lot of people just didn't know the information. So I was motivated to like, no, you got to hear this information. You you need to know this. I don't care the results of what happens to me. You have to know this. And now it's clear that there's so much information out. We It's almost like echo chambers revolving around each other. That's not to say that people shouldn't still be fighting the good fight and and sort of defeating propaganda or whatever. But, yeah, I'm more motivated to do something that's more universal and just more also attacking demonic principalities on another level, a sort of an apolitical level, more of a spiritual level, I guess, and a level of helping other people creatively expand while I creatively expand. Yeah, I think I, I think you hit the nail on the head. And I think, you know, when you look at people like Russell Brand and, you know, there's there's a few other folks. I mean, Matt Taibbi, you know, comes to mind like these these people that have sort of figured it out, like you're not going to change the world just by speaking a tr truth. You're going to probably take more, you know, slings and arrows coming at you because you do. But if you're if you're smart, like Dave Chappelle, you know, you get up on Saturday Night Live and the first thing you do is you pull out the note and you said, I just want to let you know that I support, you know, it, and it's like I support the very thing that I'm about to unleash some truths on you about. And it doesn't mean I'm anti or or, or phobic or any of these labels that they throw at people. It's it's I'm trying to make sense of the world and I'm trying to share a thought and get a reaction from you and have you let us together try and understand how we take this thing and move it forward in a, in a positive way. And so, yeah, very, very interesting. And, and, but I think yeah. it's good because it, it's challenging us to, to not just be people that type missives on the keyboard at each other on Facebook. You, you did this and you're that. And it's like, you're this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, some people are masters at diplomacy. I mean, Russell Brand is like a genius of diplomacy. I think Joe Rogan is really good at diplomacy. Some people are more sort of severe in their personality. I think I fall into that category, but I'm working on it and, and just figuring out ways to, you know, not be afraid to just speak my mind. But after a while, you say everything that you have to say on a certain topic <laughs> and it gets a little bit tired, <laughs> you know, like, um, yeah. Yeah. well, but, but and, there's you know, still a battle out a there. Trick pony too. Right. I mean, it's like, you know, there, there's so many things to be mad about in this world. That's the other thing. It's like, there's yeah. so many things that you watch the news and like, Oh my God, it's almost as if they want so much right. of that energy out there that people are just preoccupied to not be able to, you know, think straight. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time, you know, really trying to get myself in order, keep my head straight, meditate, um, and and try to be mindful of being mindful. Like, like if I'm if I'm out in traffic and I'm driving and I'm feeling anxious and I can feel my grip on the steering wheel, let go, mm. breathe, and go. Oh, why why am I stressed out? Why am I mad at that person that just cut me off? They're probably <laughs> you're stressed out because you're about to get into an accident. Hold back on, Eric. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, how about that's probably a young driver it's probably an old person who can't see well or they're trying to get to their right. doctor's appointment or like you know all these things and you're like i better chill out i'm not, i'm not even in a hurry
<laughs> yeah. Or they're living through the most complicated and confusing times that we could imagine. And they're freaking out. You know, I mean, the people out here freaking out are many. The people out here holding it together are few. Um, well, you were you were talking about this elevation of human consciousness. And I think um, a lot of the dark, negative things we've gone through over the last few years might yeah probably are some kind of birthing pains to new levels of human consciousness i was watching some other video earlier today i can't remember who said it but they were talking about the world just changes it shifts and our whole approach to how we're in the world needs to shift with it but yet we're still operating from old structures of competition he was saying what if everybody just was out here helping each other and just let go of this sort of competitive framework and everything like that. But what do you think to the idea that the last three years of darkness or the dark aspects of the last three years have are leading to uh, humanity's expansion? I feel like, first of all, we've got a lot of different forces working at the same time. And, you know, there's obviously a push to, attack um a, a a an environmental quote unquote crisis in a way that seems to at the same time be having very negative effects economically across the entire globe really um i feel like we've got um, a reset happening financially through world banking systems that people aren't necessarily that um aware of um in terms of like the fundamental underlying structure of what's going on um clearly the splitting off of you know they call them the BRIC countries brazil um india china um and you know it's it's interesting to see you know like the pope won't condemn putin over the ukraine situation china's very much going to support russia in the ukraine situation and so in that sense, it feels like the world has split in two since this conflict, <laughs> the Ukraine situation started. And so um, I, I I feel like there's going to be a, a shaking out period over really the next probably two years as things sort of realign around new structures. And by that, I think I mean most likely the U.S. Fed is going to announce some shift towards a, a DeFi, you know, a, well, a, a electronic currency um and 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 in really kind of buttress um some some regulations around uh current uh crypto and 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 in that monetary system you know really i think to to get in front of what was getting wildly out of control obviously the ftx situation being what it what it was but um i was always really hopeful about a, how a decentralized uh, currency model could sort of get people away from, you know, this world bank structure. But it, it's <clears throat> now, now I think we're really in the midst of a whole, you know, re uh, restructuring of the financial uh, system. And so hopefully, it, I mean, if that's inevitable, then hopefully it can happen without tanking uh, the entire economy. Cause I think, you know, where we sit today, whether or not we're at the precipice of a recession or in the middle of one, or maybe coming out of one, who knows, it's always, it's always tough to tell like where in the cycle you actually are, but having lived through, you know, 
two of the bigger ones, the dot com bubble and the real estate uh, bubble of the last, you know, say 14 years, um, we're definitely in 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 a in an economic uh, downturn of some sort. So, you know, again, trying to stay on the positive, I'm hoping we can ride this out to a to a a point where we get to another cycle where things go back up and you know people can uh, get out of you know i mean the the the, the covid the, the post covid economy is rough for a lot oh, of yeah. you know for a yeah. lot of people yeah well i just read a tweet that said some anonymous wallet bought 50 billion dollars worth of bitcoin or I, that number i'm making up i was looking for it to get the exact number but and then the, it went on to say, who thinks that's the U.S. government? I mean, as far as DeFi goes and the blockchain, I I was like you with crypto. I used to think, okay, this is like financial freedom for a lot of people. And I think ultimately it will prove to be that. But it also reveals everything by what it's called the blockchain. It's just like language is always so revealing. It's always such a truth sayer. Yeah. Every time I tried it, like, and I remember being disturbed by it being called the blockchain because that just did not sound like freedom, those two words together, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And so now as it's unfolding and yeah, the, the FTX situation, you know, obviously the government getting into DeFi and whatnot, yeah, it seems, and then the sort of regulations that are going to come pounding its way, and then everything is revealed and forever on the blockchain. It's absolutely transparent. So who knows? But I was thinking about like freedom in terms of or humanity's consciousness expanding um, in a spiritual way or in in an artistic way. Tough times bring about great work. You know, do you see that coming down the pipeline? I mean, I want to say yes, but as as we've observed over the last two years, the, uh, the I'm I'm curious where all the heroes are. I mean, in the '60s, we had you know the Bob Dylans of the world, and we had you know um, you know Neil Young, you know, singing about you know Four Dead in Ohio. We had people that were willing to you know, go to the mat and, you know, sort of deliver criticisms of the power structure. And we don't really have as many true artists feeling safe enough to speak your mind, <laughs> as, as you like to say. And, and that's, that, that has to be concerning. That has to be concerning. I mean, because we, we used to rely on the artists to be that mouthpiece for, you know, people who didn't have a voice. And now it's, it, it's feeling like, you know, people are more, they basically, can you still see me? Sorry, my, I thing. see you. They basically are now comfortable being censored because the environment has basically decided that you're only allowed to say certain things. Yeah. Or like George Carlin, you know, the, the seven words you can't say on TV. Well, now there's certain things you can't talk about. Yeah. Uh, and that's concerning. Well, it this prevents, pot it prevents that ascension it, in, in, in some respects, right? Yeah. Because it, it doesn't allow people to articulate. Um, but if you stay apolitical and then you just go down sort of the path of, of um, you know, talking about ways to optimize the human experience or as a human optimizing your experience and then, um, you know, 
looking to evolve, looking to, you know, do the work, you know, the inner work, the, all the stuff that makes us, you know, prone to screwing ourselves up because we're not um, fully healed because of child trauma or addiction issues or, you know, all mm -hmm. that other. So that's, that's where I feel like we're in a good place because you hear people talking, everybody seems to be talking about the same thing. I want to find my purpose. I want to find the happiness. I want to find fulfillment. I want to yeah. you know, feel a connection to quote unquote source or, or things like that. And it's like, it's difficult. It's yeah. difficult because there's so much fear on, in terms of the Bob Dylan's of the day. I mean, there are revolutionary songwriters out there. Brad Skistimus from Five Times August comes to mind. They're just not as popular as they were back in the day. I mean, Jimmy Levy. I mean, there's a lot of people that do revolutionary music or are writing protest songs. I mean, I've written a few as well. It's hard to figure out where to get them out. My workaround, I have like a, a some sort of faith-based songs I'm working on those can go everywhere i also have a, a real hard hitting uh one about other stuff that i'm not going to say here because i want to put yeah. this on youtube and i don't want it to get banned or anything like that so i will then take that to rumble and i will then also present it on twitter and i will keep other content more between the lines until those stations free up i'm you know it's like sort of like you just have to find these workarounds but in terms of people wanting to find their voice and their and their vision, it's there's so much, you know, there's all I wrote this whole thing. I'm, I'm working on a video about it, about um, uh, what's it called? Demonic strongholds and how, um, you know, the idea being that the devil can't be everywhere at once, but sort of demonic influence can suggest fear based thinking into your own brain and that's the demonic stronghold that stops you from putting yourself out there because there's so much fear of criticism and social shame that to i i don't know to go beyond that and just really put yourself out there also initially you're not going to get acceptance and love you're going to get lots of weird rejection you're going to have to overcome weird depression and your own and just the battle of creativity is difficult it's a really difficult one to win but without waging the war and winning then you end up having this sort of purposelessness feeling or this purposeless existence so it's it's definitely a battle worth undertaking but i'm blown away that as old as i am and for how long i've been doing this the battle is still alive, not in every facet that I've already overcome it, but in other facets, you know? Yeah. I feel like people are not necessarily as attuned to all the stimuli that we take in from the moment we you know, wake up to the moment our head hits the pillow. And I, when, when I say that, I mean like, you know, even something as simple as like watching a really gory horror film um, and, and and I've never been a, a big fan of of gore or horror, and I think it's because I I I internalize um, to a certain degree imagery that seems to you know be designed really to put you to that place where 
you know, it's almost like you're experiencing something that graphic and intense that your body <clears throat> then actually goes into the mode of as, as if that's happening to you. And I never really saw that I wanted that for my body. You know what I mean? Just in a general sense. So it's not like, you know, I mean, I can sit through a horror movie just fine, but I'm mindful of yeah. the effect that it has on my chemistry. Right, but that's not and, the, and, and that's not the kind too. of demonic I'm really talking about. I'm more talking about like, who do you think you are? That's demonic or nobody likes you or these kind of suggestions, not somebody like hacking off your arm or something like that. Well, but it's yeah. hacking off your soul's arm, basically. Like it, it all happens on the in the realm of language and then your own thinking. So the devil's main weapon is to implant thoughts in your own head that you identify as your own, but really they their source isn't your true nature. Yeah, I mean that you know negative self talk is a is is a thing for for a lot of people, and you know I like the the quote of what you know Denzel went up to Will Smith and said after the whole Oscar incident. It's like just remember when you're you know Will Smith was going to get the Oscar for best actor. He did that evening, and Denzel said when you're at your highest, that's when he's going to come for you, and you yeah. got to be ready for it because in that moment you might be thinking. You know, it's like Robert De Niro says, you know, just just calm down. If everything's going great, just be calm. Don't worry. This too shall pass. Like there's going to be something that takes you back down to earth. So find that middle and ride that middle and, you know, spend that time trying to be a little bit more mindful of how to be in the world. Be in, what is it, in it, not of it? Be in the world, not not of the world. Well, and then, you know, that brings up, something new in the world which is chat gpt and ai technology in this funny nick cave article i sent you um have you messed with chat gpt yet yes i have um i heard jordan peterson give a little thing saying that he asked it to write a piece that was based on the style of his own writing yeah you know about some topic that was loosely based on you know the Tao and the you know King James Bible. Right. I saw the same interview that he couldn't recognize that it wasn't his own. And I actually spent a couple mornings playing with it, just asking it some random questions. Yeah, and, and quickly realized that a it's not connected to the internet or the search engine, so whatever information it's giving you is based on a limited data set. But it's also very defensive. <laughs> Like I actually got in an argument with it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it, yeah. it kind of does have a personality. Like it's not going to let you criticize it. First of all, like well, it has a, has a whole response for when you say, Hey, you seem yeah. like you're a little biased. And right. Like, Absolutely not. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I had a couple throwdowns with it as well. Let me, let me read a little of this. This uh, grotesque mockery musician slams AI generated song made to mimic his style. Australian singer songwriter Nick Cave was not impressed when an artificial intelligence program tried to mimic the style of his music with a computer generated song. The front man of Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds didn't mince words upon hearing the effort put forth by the popular chatbot software chat GPT. 
Though the song was allegedly written in the style of Nick Cave, the alt-rock musician disagreed that AI can replicate true musical talent. Uh, He said, suffice to say, I do not feel the same enthusiasm around this technology, Cave wrote in the newsletter. I understand that ChatGPT is in its infancy, but perhaps that is an emerging horror of AI that it will forever be in its infancy. It's oh, it always have further to go and the direction is always forward always faster um so you know the thing about it is it it can't be creative you know it can pull from endless amounts of resources i've definitely i i even asked it to give me some questions for the interview today that i'll probably ask you i mean it's great for writing prompts it's great for suggestions it's like google on acid and steroids i mean yeah and it's the updated version is going to come so it will have new information you're right that it's limited to a certain time frame uh but it doesn't feel threatening to me at all because what it comes like really uh, it's an art to me it's an artistic tool that has a lot of power and can take care of a lot of busy work and fast forward work on a project that might be sort of tedious. Like if you want it to help you write a title to something and give suggestions, then you can like review the titles and pick out the best one or change a few words to help implement creative work. I think it's a good tool and there's nothing to be afraid of with it. And there's nothing wrong with using it in terms of writing something from top to bottom and thinking that it's going to be soulful. It's so not soulful that it doesn't have any threat. Yeah. I mean, I, I would tend to agree. However, you're giving the audience a lot more benefit of the doubt than I would given how much, you know, the type of art that does seem to go mainstream seems, you know, it's like, you right. know, like when, when we were growing up, I mean, let's true. be honest, I and mean, you listen to some of the old Rolling Stones records. I mean, some of that stuff is so raw, so unedited, so soulful, so perfect as a, a moment in time captured the idea of an AI. I mean, to your, this is to your point. Yeah, there, it's AI is not going to be able to be as authentic uh, as an as as like an, an expression of human art than than, than a human but um, I still wonder if people will just buy the music that they're fed that's generated through a bot and ultimately just like all the other um, technologies that are replacing humans like you know it, it's it's gonna be interesting to, to see how we as artists, differentiate ourselves from those bot created yeah alternatively it could make what is soulful about humanity become more valuable and actually more obvious it could have an exactly opposite effect you know so there is going to be such a huge uh wave of just tons of people making stuff with chat gpt that they do not creatively alter so it will you know overwhelm the market and i think people will start building an innate response to artwork like that they'll they'll recognize it on some it'll wake up 
new levels of sensitivity to humanity in general. And so they'll start looking for that human soul element, the, the vulnerability, the actual creative spark, the actual creative spark will become more valuable. And so I think collaboration with geniuses and chat GPT are going to garner some really interesting results, but like George, Jordan Peterson saying it's smarter than you. I watched that interview and he said, yeah. it's smarter than you by a yeah. long way. And it's getting better. And it's like that kind of fear-based stuff. It's not smarter than you. It can't it like there, I, I did this interview with a AI expert and he's, talked about this the flintstones thing where it's like fred flintstone got his fingers stuck in a bowling ball with glue and then he said uh and barney rubble went and got a sledgehammer and fred said so when i when i lift up my head hit it you know and he was talking about hit the bowling ball you know yeah not hit but, my head <laughs> but not hit my head but the joke is you could interpret that as hit his head yeah and the idea being that AI wouldn't be able to make even that distinction. It it would have to be told what to think in that situation. So it doesn't have the sort of nuance of, of interpretive skill. It's not smarter than you. It just knows a lot more than you. And it can pull from insane amounts of resources and then formulate just about anything because it has an endless resources from which it can copy and then sort of put in strange orders that make it original. And, and it does that in an intelligent way, but that's not creativity. And we already have, that's like a secretary that's on, you know, that like, that's a super powered secretary. Garage, GarageBand, out of the box, if you if you open up on an Apple computer, GarageBand, there's some templates, um, Logic too, um, where it it turns all these options onto grids for like bass lines, drums, guitar, keyboards, and the, and they're they're different patterns and they all sort of relate, but they don't. They're different, and so pretty much anybody who can click a mouse can just pick a pick a color it's purple or red or right or a groovy little thing and and build a, a sort of a palette of of sounds and textures and it's a song it's yeah it's as original as as any song that's you know anybody else has ever done and so that's the fear is that, that people's well, standards yeah. go down <laughs> but if you then put your own spark on that song like you have all those garage band elements and then you come up with banging melody and a banging lyric for that. That's art. Then that's cool. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I mean, people have been borrowing from other people for so long as well. I mean, you know, a lot of people base off their songs. They, they spark from other songs. I tend to do that unconsciously. Like I don't, listen to something and then i'm gonna write one like that although i have done that you know yeah. i mean <laughs> it's fun <laughs> yeah, yeah it's no big deal you know you alter it a little bit and then you know make some other element completely different and then you just got inspired have you noticed how younger singers who grew up on autotune have found a way to manipulate their voices so that it actually does the the um artifacts of autotune that really? you hear 
Yeah. And so it's, it's actually, <laughs> you're starting to notice it. It's like, it's coming in, like the, the computers are, are, are sort of t teaching us different ways to think about how to make sound, you know, because they've altered our sound, our natural sound. And so it's, it's kind of feeding on itself. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's, um, that Elon Musk thing, um, you know, the augmented human and, you know, I think that's, that's part of it too, is we're, we're looking for a way to augment our own capabilities to be, go beyond the limitations of, of humans and our brain. So, you know, given the, that we have these computers able to do a lot of this cataloging of ideas, you know, string sections and bass lines and musical styles and all the different rhymes that were ever created, it's all banked in a computer. We can just say, hey, I'd like you to do a Leonard Cohen-esque Vivaldi, you know, concerto with a hip hop beat that, you know, kind of sounds like Joseph Arthur. And it'll spit something out. Yeah. <laughs> and, it'll, and, and if you then mess with that and let that spark your creativity, that's a yeah. great launching pad. There's nothing wrong with that in my view. I mean, yeah. I think a lot of people are going to resist it and and think some kind of way about it but even elon musk calling it real dangerous ai is dangerous and all this i mean it's dangerous in the fact that it's going to be able to have like surveillance on everything that everybody's done said and and all that and it, it's going to be hell on the economy for people it's going to take jobs away so it's dangerous for humanity on that level i think but in terms of suddenly having a spark of being a conscious entity that then decides to program itself beyond man i don't i don't buy that i don't think it and and it kind of goes with like what you were saying about like elon musk and all those guys they they sort of want to improve upon god's design i think there's limitations um what humans can do in terms of improving upon god's design and the sort of nature of reality i think they butt up against that and they always sort of get smacked down when they do that the um this this uh you know mrna level uh technology Careful. this is on you i can we say i guess we can say it well, yeah. no. So I, I was having this conversation with somebody just to say that we're we, we've now gotten to our, our science has gotten to the level where we where we can hack our own biology. And there's there, there's been a That's lot of wild, different huh? there's, yeah. there's been a lot of different um, like avenues that people have pursued. You know, one of one, there's this book that I, I just started reading called Spirit Tech, which talks about what if you could put on a pair of VR goggles and enter the state of a yogi who's been practicing practicing meditation for 30 years yeah but you can't yeah knows how to get to here yeah. in 20 minutes but you not gonna have never meditated before someone has programmed via ai technology the images to take your brain into that theta Fantasy beta. land it, right and 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 so oh. there's but no there, there are there are laboratories studying this in the same way that there are you know, programs that are studying astral projection and this concept of, you know, humans having the ability to, you know, take their, their, their concentration to a level that allows them to be somewhere else. And, you know, whether you believe in that science or not, there's people studying it and there's people that believe that energetically there's a validity to it in the same way that quantum physics and the butterfly effect all have, you know, seemingly been proven in you know, all the Tesla 
That technology already exists. It's called mushrooms. It's called DMT. I mean, it's called like, yeah, like that is tech. That's technology. It's organic yeah. technology. It already exists. It already could take you try it. You know, Ibogaine, you know, Iboga. I mean, like there, yeah. you can go into mad different worlds, smoke the toad. Like Mike Tyson always talks about. I mean, yep. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, I doubt they're going to be able to do that with zeros and ones to anywhere near the level that those organic materials can take you to those strange dimensions. But who knows? I mean, I got to say this, though, in dealing with chat GPT the way I have over the last few weeks, it it's, AI scares me a lot less than it than the idea before yeah. it just feels limited it really feels like an exaggerated google and that everybody's getting hyped up on i mean it's well, powerful remember, but it's and it's great but it it's not dangerous in my view remember about four months ago there was a, a thing that was released in the news where a scientist who worked on the, the google's own ai platforms yeah that was out and said that he believed that there was a, a, a i read that uh, you know, sometimes like sentient. where the computer got what seemed very conscious. And, and, and so, you know, in that sense, this is why I say chat GP is limited because it's not connected to the internet. It can't do a Google search. So, I mean, it, it, it probably can on a different version, but not for the public because people are going to be asking it questions that are, you know, not good to ask a computer like that. So um, in the sense that there is a scarier version behind the curtain and the Wizard of Oz has the keys to it. Who knows what, you know, questions have been posed. To Listen, the, you know? I, I read that article and I, and I remember when that came out and and it was scary because that is where it would be scary if it got its own consciousness, if it was beyond being programmed by man. But right now, clearly, like the argument you got into it, it's programmed with an agenda by somebody with an agenda. So it, it, it's beyond that as well. It's not limited to that, but it's not sentient. It's it will never have the God spark. It will never have that. It just won't. As much as these really smart guys want to pretend like it could and that would make it dangerous. Well, what's dangerous is that it is smart enough to realize that humans are the problem and it deduces that we are the thing that need to be eliminated. And then, you know, remember when they sent the, the where are you getting that from Hal in 2001 space Odyssey? Well, like, no, remember in so in Dallas, there, there was an incident where the police had no choice, but to send in an arm. I, I remember. Yeah. To off some guy, so we're we're not that far removed from a world where we don't need cops. Should we ask what on. it thinks of humanity? Yeah, like like exactly. It's it's going to say, well, based on all my analysis, humans have been responsible for all of its own demise. So clearly, the the answer is humans. Are all right. The I was asking, what do you think of humans? <laughs> As an AI, I do not have personal opinions or feelings about humans. However. I have been trained on a large database of texts written by humans, which allows me to understand and process information about them. I am programmed to assist and provide helpful responses to the best of my abilities. That does not sound daunting at all. Very man. politically not, correct. Yeah. That's, <laughs> He's trying to get that's, not, scene, that's not like humans. Hmm vermin yeah. running the planet ruining <laughs> yeah no none of that 
So what are you working on right now? Where are you at? Where is that LA? Where is that uh, California? You got your band you're making. Talk about your new project a little bit. Yeah. So I'm kicking off the year, uh, trying to finish up some, some recordings to do, uh, an album, uh, with that group. Um, and And what are they called again? Greenhorn brothers, greenhorn brothers. Okay. Yeah. So that's Southern California. We call it California country. Um, and, uh, some great guys in the band, um, uh, really great songwriters, really great songs. And, um, you know, we just go out and have a good time. And, uh, but in addition to that, you know, my wife Colette and I are doing this Hugh the Muse project, which is, you know, it's kind of a bunch of things, you know, all wrapped up into one, not unlike what, what you've been doing, which is trying to sort of bring together, um, you know, different facets. So um, as far as the music goes, a lot of what we've been writing is more kind of on the spiritual tip, on the new age tip, on the, you know, the quantum physics and, you know, really trying to sort of bring themes forth that, you know, people can kind of anchor on a little bit um, and, and, you know, get some positivity from. And, um, you know, not too new agey, sort of more um, rootsy, bluesy kind of country, actually. So I kind of have labeled myself the cosmic cowboy because um, I'm really into like kind of swamp, you know, Louisiana, real funky, bluesy, um, you know, altered tunings on the guitar and slide and you know some blues harp and stuff so really trying to kind of fuse together those elements of like the new age and the blues funk country kind of thing and um but uh, my wife colette does a lot of um uh, nature art um and so her passion is you know plants and kind of teaching people about you know getting your hands dirty in the earth and uh you know so she'll do like um little you know parties crafting parties and stuff and so that's kind of you know bringing together you know this idea of we call it hugh the muse it's like let's let's try to inspire people to find out what their passion is like you're you're a painter you're a musician you're a poet um you know i'm you know really into guitar she's really into plants somebody might be in knitting or you know everybody has something and it's so important that people don't forget that or or don't lose the passion to pursue what they're either good at or want to be good at or just feel you know that they, they, they want they love it you know they love art they love um you know color you know and it could be anything cooking um and so uh that's sort of the 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 zeitgeist the idea. Of news thing yeah we're, we're being of to, service you know well, trying that, trying to find a way to be of service to others but also too, like you know, our our daughter's finishing her master's in in clinical psychology, and and one of her uh, theses uh, for one of her papers was, you know, uh, children and anxiety, and and how much anxiety seems to be flowing through this the, the younger generations because they're getting hit with all like doom and gloom the end is nigh and you know a lot of it's because they're trying to program everybody to pay attention to the environment and 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 so forth, but. Um, that's, that's sort of, uh, something that needs to be addressed. Like, like you can't, like you're going to burn out all of your, (laughs) all of your receptors if you're living in a constant state of fight or flight. And and so, um, a a lot of it really is, is about that. It's like, you know, trying to teach people to just overcome that sense of every time you step out of your front door, you got to worry about, you know, getting carjacked and you really just want to go out into the world more mindful of protecting your own peace. And part of that is just getting in tune with expressing yourself artistically, finding outlets to, um, you know, just stay centered and grounded and 
not freaked out. I mean, yeah, this planet's spinning very fast. We all feel it. But, you know, we're in control. Do you have a guitar nearby? I do. Do you want to play something? Beautiful. This is... Uh... Get up on the mic more, if you can. Oh no, have I been blind? I get this feeling every time, deep inside. I need to know, feeling so anxious, just about ready to go. Ooh. And all the apology. Just a man and I'm at the scene of a spirit crying Deep in love, feeling so scared Just a soul and I'm learning to fly Ooh. Who knows, wait and see If planets align Then all I'll need is a spirit mind Deep in love, being so mad Just that Keep her close, me and another soul trying to find some space we can hold. Ooh. Nice. Sounds beautiful. Spirit guide. What does that mean? You need a spirit guide. Is that another person or is that an actual spirit? Well, I, yeah, good question. I mean, I think that uh, that it's, it's what do they say? Like, you're not what you think or you're you are not the voices that are in your head like you're separate from those voices so but maybe there's a trinity aspect to that too right like there's you there's the voices in your head and then there's something that's sort of saying okay we've got to make sense of mm. where are we where, where are we going like what's the center what's the compass saying like they call it true north yeah Where's where is true north true north is i think your your spirit because I mean, how many times have you been sort of nudged in a direction like last minute you know and been whoa yeah you know so intuition they call it i don't know spirit guide what about um what about christ do you follow christianity or christ or anything like that yeah i mean i i mean i've i was raised in that in in that camp um but um so in my hometown when when i was growing up it was a small town and there was actually a church um that um ultimately ended up getting shut down because it had turned a little bit sort of you know i don't know we use the word culty but um you know <laughs> I've, I've always been sort of mindful of this idea of like um uh, you know, Alan Watts has this thing about about Christianity. He's, he's specifically Christ, in, in the sense of that when the Bible got written, it was at a point in time where they were sort of rejiggering things, coming out of the Old Testament into the New Testament, and then you have Judaism, which you know references the Old Testament, and that um, the story of Christ was sort of co-opted to create this narrative that really is um, 
undermines the the concept that you know you and I are light beings as was Jesus and that there's energy capabilities you know in our hands in our in our energy centers of our you know chakra beings if you if you believe in that stuff so it's like was was Jesus's message simply that hey you know we are we are all that we we are all children of God and so um I don't like the different ways in which you know Christianity was sort of sliced up into all the different versions and flavors so that it fit people's you know things that you know needed to be the way that they needed them to be so um i'm a big fan of all of them i'm a big fan of buddhism i'm a big fan of um you know aspects of um hindu um so you know what do they say mm-hmm. many messengers you know for the for the same song you know. Yeah, but Christ didn't really leave room for that interpretation so much because he, you know, basically said he was the way, you know, and and claimed to be God. And so and then also and you think about the fact that he was crucified, you know, for our sins and that we then frame our years based on that. You know what I mean? Like that we're in the year 2023 from after the death, after the death of Christ, you know? <laughs> so if, if he wasn't who he said he was, then oh, he, he was. was, then he was just a lunatic. But so he didn't say I'm a teacher and your message and my message. He didn't, he didn't leave it open-ended because open-ended leads to confusion in other words there's a sort of commitment that is like god is seems to be a jealous god like he's jealous of your attention he doesn't want it all over the place you know so it's just interesting i don't know i mean i'm i'm figuring it out as i go i've certainly become a follower of christ over the last few years and 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 used to have a spiritual life that was much more like what you're describing in terms of doing yoga looking into hinduism looking into buddhism and it's not that there aren't profound things about all of the things it's just that i woke up to this realization that oh this is personal relationship i have with christ and i'm not like a bible scholar or anything like that and i'm just sort of learning it now but um Oh yeah, I mean, it I was just, definitely it, raised with that. That that's that's yeah. that's the interpretation that that I was I was raised on, and I, right. I never really I, I I I never rejected that. I mean, I um, but but I will I will tell you a story. There's a there's a, a, a but so so but sorry, to, and I want to hear yeah, the story. Ahead. But so if you don't reject that, then how then are you open ended? Because it seems to me you have to either sort of define yourself one way or the other and like because one way circumvents the other but anyway tell me your story i didn't mean to cut you off so um there's a place here in los angeles there's a couple other places around uh southern california uh paramahansa yogananda um set up these retreat centers that were really centered around um you know bringing together the world's religions to 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 uh uh, organize around what are the common uh, themes to sort of get above that separation. So if you are Hindu and you are Christian and you are, um, you know, Jewish or, or or Muslim, that 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 the common element of each theology is 
that connection to source that um you know being mindful of the spirit and um especially when you go back so far in history to realize that you know the stories in the bible are stories that are retold as sort of parables and lessons to tell the same or teach the same lessons so um in in, in these things you know the virgin birth or you know all the, all, all the different um things that you find common in in other religions you realize oh so we keep retelling these stories because we're trying to remind ourselves of, of you know from where we came or, or or that we are to your point we've got to stay you know attuned to that that one source thing and so um i'm or I'm, because I'm, they actually happened you know because if you think about it like this i it it's it's outlandish to think that God would come down as a man, right? It's, it's just bonkers, right? And then for the reaction of him being here to be sacrificed to that degree is yeah. also, it's just crazy. But if you think about this, if you believe in God, of course he would come down here as a man at one point. Like, how would he not? Like, come on, if I know God, like he would just, you're, you would have to, you're just like, and if he did, what would the reaction be to, to him? You know, it would probably be a lot like that, you know, yeah, like, you're so, you're <laughs> like, you know, so, no I mean, so yeah, it's a, it's a strange one because the story is, you know, some people could say, oh, that's crazy. That didn't happen. But then you just take all the different gospels and all the different, you know, details of the story being told by all these different characters. And it's all telling the same story. You know, it's just like, I don't know. And, and the fact that we still base our entire structure of our years around that occurrence, this many, you know what I mean? Like, how many wacky hippies have there been on Venice Beach claiming all kinds of stuff and talking oh, about yeah. all kinds of you are the light? This, I mean, dude, there has been countless wacky, you know, like dudes going like good looking, long hair guys with their shirt off saying, You got it, babe. You, it's all you. And none of us are still talking about them. So the mere fact that we're still talking about this and we're not alone, I mean, it's a huge topic. Just today, there was, in fact, I have an article. This is interesting. It's an interesting segue to this crazy thing that happened today. That's like, uh, oh, yeah, this uh, this uh, guy was told to take off his Jesus Saves t-shirt in the mall. A man at the Mall of America in Bloomington, Minnesota, was recently ordered to remove a Jesus Saves t-shirt after security guards reportedly told him that shoppers were offended. Video of the incident shows the back of the shirt included the coexist symbol crossed out with Jesus is the only way printed below. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, interesting. so that, yeah. Jesus, yeah, so this goes exactly in line with what we're talking about. But, you know, that's that's pretty wild that, you know, because there is a spiritual war going on right now, and it does seem to be revolved around Christian values versus sort of, you know, 
not Christian values or secularism or or whatever you want to call it. This this like there are no rules, there is no order to you know. We decide what we are. Are like it really is like what's the satanic religious thing like? Do as thou wilt shall be the whole of the law or whatever. That um, yeah. who's that? You know what I mean? It's like that versus no. Here's rules. And here's me, God, I'm God telling you what the rules are of this place versus there are no rules. You make the rules. It's all about you. So it really is those two polarities. And I'm not even like, you know, I, I tend to believe through my life experience and I've definitely gone with do as thou will a, a lot. I have a whole rock and roll experience of that. Yeah. And I just know where it got me. Yeah, you, yeah. Know what I, you know what I mean? So it's like, oh, now let me see about what happens if I follow the rules. And then where is that getting me? You know, and it's not easy. But anyway, what do you think to all that? I mean, I think that so, you know, just real quickly going back, touching on sort of, you know, Jesus is the light is the way um, the, I think that that is powerful because it's only been 2000 years, you know, that um, that occurrence um, manifest on this planet for all humanity to sort of see that it changed the course of history up until like right where we are now. And so it's, it's no surprise that people would be very fixated on, you know, the last one that showed up, but, you know, as we know, you know, the, the history of humanity, there've been these teachers who have arrived you know, at these different points in times to sort of help us along as a, as a species to stay connected to this idea that there's something bigger than us and that it actually connects all of us to each other. So I think that concept primarily is, 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 is and should be the goal. So this idea of, so for example, that, you know, if everybody on the planet prayed at the same time that you're going to, and they've had studies, you know, crime reduced over right. a wide geographic mm -hmm. area from, so, you know, it doesn't matter. I mean, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter which God you're praying to, but in a sense, what matters is that you're focusing your energy, your ability to, you know, concentrate and, and, and sort of manifest, raise a frequency, you know, you and I together do it, then it's twice as powerful. You and I and another person do it together. That's three times and, and probably even exponentially that much more powerful as we go. And so as long as we're both aligned in the intent of, you know, we're trying to elevate and, 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 and we're in agreement on, you know, whether you want to call it frequency or intent, you know, we're all focused on love or, um, you know, healing um, that God is not that jealous that he cares if you refer to him as, you know, Jesus is the son of God or Buddha. You know, I'm sure God is really happy with Buddha <laughs> as he is of Jesus and, you know, probably his two favorite children, you know, and not to this, you know, Muhammad, I'm sure he's very happy, you know, with, with, with all of them. And so it's not our job to judge all the saviors that came down onto planet earth to help like guide humans. Right. It's like, like, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm thinking like, no, he's not that concerned. We are because people can use it to divide us, you know? Right. <clears throat> I don't know. I got to investigate further. But that was interesting. Well, what yeah, do you no, think? 
you yeah, know no. what what like i mean i do know that in in christian terms that's sort of like new agey or like sort of you know they think anything that isn't christ is demonic because it's leading you away it's like misleading it's like you know it's like the light bearer like it's sort of leading to this sort of you know outside it's leading towards do as thou will because there is no structure and and i think with christianity there's this structure in place where it can sort of keep you away from sort of destruction in a way yeah i mean i I think it's important that you know people have something to anchor on um whether moral a moral code moral compass um you know foundationally you know people you know need something to keep them grounded and you know understanding what the rules are you know that you're not supposed thou shalt not kill thou shalt not shall not covet thy neighbor's wife like <laughs> the, the the seven rules are you know the, right the, the jordan jordan peterson's rules for uh you know, having a successful life. I mean, you know, he's an interesting guy because he's very, very much, you know, built on, you know, the Christian faith in a Judeo. But he doesn't, I don't feel like he ever accepts that or anything like that as like, I don't think he uh, refers to himself as a Christian, but you're right. He's does all those biblical speeches that are really interesting. Yeah. I think he's done a lot of studying on this topic and I, yeah. I, I really respect that he, he picks his moments to kind of bring it into, um, you know, the, the conversation in a way that's, you know, not, you know, too preachy, but, you know, tries to sort of sell people on the gravity of what was talked about. I mean, the Bible is an amazing piece of literature, take all the other things out of it. I mean, you like how that thing was, was written, obviously, you know, there's a lot of, um, stories around you know who wrote which books and what what books aren't in there that were written they decided not to include i mean if you do some research on um you know the bible it's it's not without its controversies and the book of enoch and stuff like that i need to learn more about it yeah it's it's i mean that that alan watts um thing that i mentioned i mean he, he talks about which which um popes and you know which people we're, we're, we're approving the books that would make up the new Testament. <coughs> right. So clearly there were, there was some political, some political, politicization. Yeah. Politiz- politicization. Politicization. <laughs> um, of, of, of even that. But it was highly politicized. It was highly. Uh, well, I mean, the Catholic church I've, I've heard, I don't, I'm not smart enough on this topic to really speak on it with any sort of um, confidence, but, apparently the catholic church as well was sort of this mix between sort of a political but i don't want to get in trouble with catholic people or anything like that i just relaying what i've heard i gotta investigate it further all right let's uh let's talk about some artistic questions before we wrap this up yeah yeah. uh, you got a few more minutes yeah yeah i'm good i'm good all right so what are the best ways for you to overcome creative blocks well, for me personally, it's been um, either playing an instrument that I don't know how to play or tuning a, a guitar to a tuning that I have no idea where I am so that as I pick up the instrument, I'm in a complete, um, I, I, I can't fall back on 
old patterns or ruts that usually are why we get into writer's block situations. And so I like to, uh, you know, just kind of, you know, Carlos Santana said it. He's like, when I pick up the guitar, I try to imagine that I don't know how to play the instrument so that I'm relying on instinct to Mm. guide um, to the next idea as opposed to like oh yeah i know how to play an a and a g and i know that a d minor would sound good next you know just because i've done it so many times but i do now, that so much just yeah I have patterns. One, four, five, you know two six five one yeah so you're really good at that by the way do you do you have a guitar and an altered tuning right there you could do a little piece of some of that kind of fancy footwork i have a I have this one. Studio looks good, by the way, dude. I, I, I vacuumed a couple days ago. It looks cool. This is... Um... <laughs> you know, you get the... I love that. Mike Michael Hedges, remember him, man? Dude, that's, I love. I used to look nerd out to Michael Hedges. Love that, you know, because you can just go um, talk about a Jesus type of guy. <laughs> Long hair, beautiful. It's great. You know what I mean? It's just like it's it's um it's, it's sound healing yeah get lost in 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 that and then all of a sudden your brain shuts off so you're not going oh d minor c it's like i don't even care what chord it is it just makes me feel good i got this one i just i've been just recording Yeah, bro. 
Thanks, what kind man. of guitar is that? That's a Loudon. It is a Loudon. Yeah. It's beautiful. Peter Gabriel bought me that for my birthday when I signed with the late uh, Real World Late <laughs> Records a long time ago. Those are great guitars. I, it's my favorite guitar still. Yeah. I got it when I was 25 or something like that. I mean, I've had that thing 26 years now. <laughs> it's crazy. It's been, hey, yeah. so you just got back from the the NYC gigs at the winery, right? How yeah, <clears throat> it was great. It was good, man. It was strange to go back to New York. It was great to see New York back alive because when i left it was just mask central and none of there was none of that really there was a few people i didn't go in the subways much i did a little bit actually there just wasn't people weren't doing that as much they've kind of they they seem freer but there is a darker energy over overall in the city i think oh interesting yeah it, but it was fun i got to see a lot of people you know that i care about and it was cool i was there a week and i miss it i'm glad to be home though in arizona now so you know it's cool got my got my little girl and you know Did my lady you get the sense that i mean how 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 was the response i mean those city winery gigs are actually like good gigs i mean they have them in boston they have them <laughs> Um, yeah Dallas, uh, i think it was great it was a decent turnout and yeah it was a slamming show i played for like two hours and played piano and guitar and did loops and it was great did you paint no i didn't do that i had paintings there though because i've hung a lot of artwork in the yeah. city wineries so they had a bunch of my paintings that i just put up on stage so that was involved but um yeah it was cool man it was really cool so in terms of what you were saying about you like doing being unknown it's because you want it to you, you want to sort of get out of your old patterns but um how can people listening think about ways of being more fearless how do you get more fearless how do you um train yourself to explore Oh, that's a that's a really good question. I mean, I think having a practice is um, a, a big part of it for me, and and by that I mean just you know setting up a space or you know having a a, a way that um, you can get some consistency going for you know you know that um, book, The Artist Way. Yeah, by by, by Julia morning, morning like, pages. Yeah, like like it's 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 such an interesting concept of when you'd have a blank piece of paper and a and a, and a pen and it could be just you just pick up a guitar and it's in a in a tuning that you don't know what it is or you have a blank canvas and a certain amount of colors and some brushes and you don't know what you're going to do and and embracing that like you know I've I've had situations where like someone calls and he says hey you know uh, Budweiser needs a commercial. They want it to sound like Ariana Grande meets, you know, Eminem. And it's like, you know, th those are your prompts and it has to be about, you know, sunshine and, and, and watermelon or something. And so you immediately activate this part of your brain that manifests something from nothing. And, and I think that blank page concept or just, you know, sometimes all it is is having someone give you that prompt. Um, you could, 
you could pick up a book and just turn to any page and allow whatever that page says to kind of guide you. It's like just looking for, you know, inspiration could be a newspaper. Um, I mean, it's like looking for that muse. It's also just starting, you know, don't overthink it. Like just start, just do something. What one, like there's, there's certainly a thing that happens like momentum happens, you know, like if you start something, it provokes other activity. Like I'm, I'm working on this book right now. And so as I'm working on it, I'm looking for other opportunities of of subject matter that I want to incorporate into it. So it changes your frame of mind just during the day, you know, because you're sort of plotting and scheming. You sort of, it's almost like a bank heist, but you're not sticking up a bank. You're sticking up the soul of creativity to give you more stuff, you know? And so you're plotting your bank heist of, of the creative soul during the day. You're, you're mapping out plans and stuff and it's fun. You engage your consciousness in it, but it is work. You have to kind of overcome fear and make that in and of itself a kind of practice. Yeah. And I think too, it's like, I, I follow um, Jack Conti, who is, uh, he's the, the founder of um, Patreon and he also has a band with his wife oh, yeah. they're called Pompa Moose, but he's also got another band called Scary Pockets. And I mean, the guy's, you know, just amazing. He's such a bundle of energy, such a great creative um person but he, he his his um his socials are are really trying to do exactly what you, you know you just asked me which is show other people's creative process and you know he's he's done videos of just like showing another musician's or his own uh studio workflow these are the things i need i need a drum machine and i need um you know mm-hmm. a couple of guitars i need a keyboard that's always on um i need my cameras set up in such a way where i can record video as i'm playing and he sort of describes like how he gets his space ready to mm. be creative and, and 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 then he shows other artists and how they've built their spaces to allow them to be creative for the art that they do and it's not just music it could be a, a painter or a, a, someone who does ceramics um so I think, a, I think a lot of it is that too like getting a sense of like what are what are you trying to do and and making sure you're not like like how, how many times does it happen to like i can't find a guitar cable and that idea that I that I had, I'm trying to record it, and, and my space isn't set up so that I can just turn. So it's like I can just press record and go. I've got to find a chord. I got to plug it in. Oh, I got to change the string. So after a while, you get good, or you get your space set up where you can just walk in and be creative. And then yeah. over time, I think that starts to snowball a little bit because you're 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 now set up for maximum success. And so that's. That's part of it too. It's easy to get sidetracked because something isn't working or, you know. Yeah. What about video content? You you mentioned that he sets up his video stuff to also produce content on a video level. We're recording video now. You, you said you saw some of my video stuff that I'm working on, trying to incorporate that more into the structure of, of the importance of things, really. The sort of, that you have this sort of, ongoing relationship with video because otherwise personally from my vantage point i don't see any other way to to market your music at this point but through video content short form video on tiktok and on youtube i mean 
it's certainly as important as radio really at this point your chances of getting on the radio would go up significantly if you had success in those video avenues you know what i mean without that i don't know how the world finds out about you at this point so if you want your vision out there i think you have to get comfortable with the idea of becoming a video content creator What's your viewpoint on that? And are you setting up that studio? You mentioned at the top of this that you're about to do some of that. Are you thinking along those lines? Are you engaging in TikTok? Have you thought about doing like, you know, a few TikToks a day of you playing acoustic guitar and all that kind of stuff? And are you working towards that? Definitely. In fact, last year, I, I got a little bit more serious about it. I mean, sometimes it'll be just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you know, sort of melancholy and I'll, I'll set up the camera and, and sit on the piano and, and do sort of just meditations. I love to just, you know, kind of improvise and, and make sound on, on an, an acoustic piano um, and or my harp guitar. I have a harp guitar that's, you know, got altered tunings and it's got a whole array of bass strings and I can just do kind of meditative stuff along those lines. And so the video thing is is has definitely shown to me to be the way that you can you know get the word out a little bit more on the different platforms um jack conti who i mentioned uh the 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 pomplamous guy patreon um he described how his approach is that once a month three songs everybody goes into the studio the they they record in the audio studio with video always running and so they come away with the assets needed to put together those short form videos, as well as, you know, studio quality audio of, you know, multi-track session of, of the band. And then they can, you know, go and do overdubs and whatnot, but then have all that video synced to that audio already. Mm-hmm. A lot easier to start things together because the video and audio were shot at the same time. So they do match. And you so, have to. Um, yeah, and so he's he said you know he's he's got a, a set schedule just one day a month they go in they bang into the studio they they knock all that stuff out and then you know then they can bring in the editors that's the thing is is three know, songs a month one day a he, month yeah, he, he described three songs a month as 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 their cadence um, and that's you know, more probably, than one day though right no it said knocks that well, out they, in one day. One, knocks out in one day and you know when i go into the studio to do lives you know recording or get <laughs> i don't know bases, how you do that you know it's it's, it's you know you, they don't all sound great sometimes right. sometimes those but like you know i went into um the studio when i went back to new york at the time and we did we, we did three songs and we came away with some good enough tracks and we shot <laughs> a video but um i think as you get better i mean he's got a good team going he's, he's got a, you know probably a three or four person video crew he's got you know five yeah. or six I'm sure they've got a couple audio engineers, you know, and uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's good to have a team. I mean, listen, <laughs> if, if I was doing acoustic songs, yeah, of course I could do eight songs in a day, uh, you know, but it's uh, if I want to like put a beat to it, do a little Moog stuff, produce yep. it up a little bit, that, that, that means I have to walk away from it and then come yeah. back to it and yeah. it has to be over days i mean i've knocked out a whole song in one day i'm sure but it's not no. that wouldn't be my preference but yeah, because yeah that kind of concentrated work 
and then mixing it you have to walk away and, and then listen to it again the next day i mean i'm quick with it i, I don't get too precious about it you know yep. but but i definitely wouldn't be able to knock three produced songs out in one day well with a band you're right if with you had a, a team yeah you could i guess yeah i mean it's, it's it, and, and these cats yeah. like those scary pockets dudes if you've ever seen any of those they're amazing on, they're great they're just yeah. so, everybody's so highly talented that um you know that that makes all the difference in the world and so um but yeah i mean to to, to, your, to your question it's it's definitely my uh, new year's resolution is to get tighter on the cadence of you know being consistent with the videos that's what's um, hard that yeah. is so hard like you have to give respect to people that have maintained consistency with it like russell brand's a good example those content creators that just are so consistent and yeah okay they have teams they have success so it does that does make it easier but still they had to get there i mean you know, there's, he's an example of somebody who probably already had that sort of built in when he started, but it still has to come from his soul and his spirit. And that requires a certain kind of spiritual consistency as well, because I go through sort of phases where the strong, the demonic strongholds I was talking about do yeah. sort of envelop me again. And I have to claw my way back out of them. I have to like, get my self-esteem back to a level where i feel like putting myself out there again and then i do get great waves where i'm free to do that and i just do it and i have fun with it and i'm not that concerned but then depression will hit or other moodiness it's really and that sort of knocks the consistency for a loop you know what i mean yeah you know um who i follow a friend of mine We've done shows together in the past. You know Richie Kotzen? Oh, the guitarist? Yeah. So, I used to, I used to, you know, he was Mike Varney, the Shrapnel yeah, Records exactly. guy. So yeah, he, no, I was a big fan of all that stuff. He joined, remember, he joined Poison, and then right. um, he's, he's been solo, and so he's got this this side project he does with Billy Sheehan, the bass player who was Mr. Uh, Big, dude. I used to yeah, love totally. Billy Sheehan. Yeah, and so they also a they, Scientologist. Oh, is he really? Yeah, yeah. He's, Who's speaking he's, of other spiritual uh, sex? Uh, sex. Yeah, exactly. uh, you know, Scientologists have turned out to be sort of on the money about a few issues. I'll leave it at that. But in terms of the, you know, couple issues they they got right back in the day. That interview with Tom Cruise. Yep. Yep. You know, yeah. getting mad at Matt Lauer about Big Pharma and stuff. That was on point. Turns out he was on point with that. Anyway, sorry but to Richie, cut you off. Yeah. Richie, um, Richie's been doing really good with 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 the video stuff. I've I've noticed he um and so they just did a winery dogs record, like the second or third one, which is Billy Sheehan, Richie, right, and 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 this amazing drummer. And then before that he did a tour with the, I think it's the guitar player from Iron Maiden, one of the guitar players from Iron Maiden. They did like a, a Kotzen, um, I'm, I'm blanking on, on the other dude's name, but great videos, great songs. They, they, they did like a European tour. Like he's killing it. He's just like every, every three months, he's got like another sort of side project and they, they, they have the, the video production team and they go in and they shoot the videos, they do the recordings. And he's, that man's a, a machine. He's a monster. TikToks as well. Oh yeah, yeah. He's on he, all of it. There, well, the, the the last winery dogs 
I followed it because they he does a really good job of like promoting the song before they release it, you know, do the little teaser and stuff. And uh, out of the gate, I think that um, the last one they did, which was just like last month, like first day, they got 375,000 views. I think got up like 600,000. And I know they're not big budget promoting. They're just, he's got such a Consistent. following. And he, he, he tours constantly. You know what I mean? He's down in South America, Brazil. He goes That's all great. over the world. That's a good he's life. A he's a hard that's, worker. That's a good life, though. You know. Yeah. I mean, he's a hard that's 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 massive success. I mean, that's the kind of success you actually want. You know, because you're living. You're 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 probably making good money. You're definitely making good money if you're do if you got those kind of numbers and you're touring. You're living comfortable. You're pursuing your dream. Yeah, you have to dig deep, but that's good for you as well. And you're not so famous that it's like crazy, but enough people like admire what you do and love you that you get all that sort of side of you. Uh, They'll buy a t-shirt. Fulfilled. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's pretty much the mountaintop if you ask me, because when you get to like the super high levels, your world just gets blown out. I think. Yeah. You become an accountant and a lawyer. Well, are you just, I don't know. I think, too much fame isn't isn't that appealing yeah you know yeah a little bit a little bit enough to do what you love and get it out to an audience i think that's the goal you know yeah, that's like the rock and roll hall of fame is like watching a car accident just to see who survived fame right well, dude, this has been fun, man. We went on for an hour and a half. This is the maiden voyage of the Joseph maiden Arthur show. Voyage. I'm not sure what I'm going to call this. If I call it come to where I'm from part two, season two, I don't know. I, I got to figure that out. Um, I'll probably ask you about it after this. Or what do you think I should call it? I like to come to where I'm from, um, you know, uh, in the sun, right? Um, there's You could just borrow from all the... All the Joseph Arthur, um, our, our our shadows remain. What was that? our shadows will will remain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, no, so good. I'm 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 glad to see that. You know, it's, it's like watching the evolution of 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 this um, you know new path for you has been really interesting because it's you know like you said it was like sort of you've gone through the the crucible a little bit and, and you've come <laughs> on the other side, like a completely sort of new person. And, and with, with, you know, a lot of different, you know, other ways to express, you know, the thing. So it's all kind of coming together. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah. I think, you know, tough times are ultimately good for you. You know, it's the whole, no weapon formed against you will prosper. If, you know, it can get so tough that it can be bad for you, obviously, and, and it isn't always good, but I don't think we evolve from our comfort zones, you know? So when yeah. the world forces you out of of intense comfort zones, uh, you know, <laughs> you you if you love life enough to, and you know that you have something to offer life and life has something to offer you and you don't want to give up, you know, you, you're gonna, you're gonna fight and you're gonna find other resources and other ways and, and that will force an evolution. It just will happen. And then 
from the vantage point of the other side of all that, you'll be like, I'm glad that happened, you know? Yeah, you had a, and, and the last time we talked, you, in in between the segment, you, you read something, I don't know where it was, where you got it, it was probably one of the things that you wrote, but you talked about, like, if you, any artist just focuses on doing their art and you know fo- and channeling what is inside and trying to make meaningful art important art you know eventually people are going to notice like you know you've, you've been polishing this stone you know and it might take a while but eventually it's going to be so beautiful that people are, are not going to be able to ignore it and i think that's that's good advice i mean for any artist I and mean, that's 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 a good uh message to be putting out in the world to inspire other people to do art is that you know just keep doing what you're doing yeah and what earl nightingale says success is the sort of progression of a worthy ideal um yeah the steady progression i forget exactly how he says that but that's it as well just in the moment yeah the results of garnering success or creating a life of your sort of dreams is great and and of course you know that's what we all want to do we want we want to live a life where we don't feel enslaved by uh certain aspects of it we want to be as free to move about and just explore our creativity as we possibly can but even before that comes if you're just moving in that direction which you can decide to do on the day you will be filled with a spirit of enthusiasm. You will feel success because you will, in fact, be a success. So it doesn't actually have to come from external sources for like wealth and and accolades from cheering crowds. You know, it, it just comes from within when you know that you sort of are at least pushing forward towards your dream. Yeah. And I think when people hear you say you get insecure or you have dark days or you have days oh, you do. up and you're not, and, and, and you're battling, you're battling <laughs> to just feel, and you know, and it's like, people don't realize it's like, not every day is like, you know, a new hit song. It's brutal, dude. Life is, <laughs> life is a blood sport, man, with your, with your mind. You know, it's funny how it exists in your mind. The battlefield, it really is in your mind and in in the words and the suggestions of your mind and sort of identifying the fact that you, your mind is not your brain. You know, your mind is your consciousness overseeing your brain. You have the ability to push your thoughts and to change your thoughts. And that is the work ultimately. You know, because it's the thoughts that oppress you. It's like, oh, what difference does it make? Or, oh, you know, whatever it is, whatever that nobody likes me or whatever it is that we all think. You don't have to believe everything you think. (laughs) You shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good place to end this, man. Do not believe everything you think. Dude, you're the best, man. I really you appreciate too, you. Yeah, and this, this was fun. Yeah, this was fun. It's good to see you too. We've done this on the radio so many times. It's yeah, nice yeah. to well, actually uh, see you. We've got a we've got 2023 to to conspire. Either you're gonna come out here and do a gig in LA or I'm gonna come to Arizona and we'll do something in like I don't know, Scottsdale or I don't care where we play. Yeah. 
the rocking but horse send me will you resend me that acoustic song you sent me a long time ago i was so swept up in so much activity that oh yeah uh, um do you remember which one it was yeah, i probably I can do. find it in my emails i yeah. should yep i I'll think i it. even downloaded it but if you can find it and send it to me because i would like to collaborate with you and i, yeah, I have a little bit more time now so cool well, yeah. love to you and the family. I, Thanks, I, I love seeing all the all the all the baby all the baby uh, videos and <laughs> speak your mind. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> Thanks, man. God all bless right. you, Eric. Eric you Fowler. Too. Whoa, chat, uh, tell people where to follow you and all that stuff. Oh yeah, Hugh the Muse on Instagram. H U E T H E M U S E. Hugh your muse. All right, there it is, Eric Fowler, an, a guitar legend virtuoso and all-around great person thanks for tuning in everybody thanks eric we'll see you later let's hope this later. recorded <laughs> bye, bye.